Amen, amen. We're so grateful today. Let's thank the choir again. Let's thank them again. Praise God. Before we get going, I want to thank you for your support on last week as we um, went to service with um, Living Proof Ministries and Apostle um, Eugene Lavelle and the saints that came out. He, he appreciates you, um, and so do I. We thank God for you. Also, at the end of the month, um, we're going to go to Patterson with Pastor Keith Carey, who also appreciates you. Folk like y'all. I'm just going to say it. They like having church with you. Um, your, your attitude and your generosity and your kindness and love shown, um, people are attracted to that. Amen? Amen. We thank God. We're going to continue our theme. Uh, we're trying, we want, we're not trying, we determined to be biblical. Amen? Amen. Amen. There's a whole lot of stuff going on. But no matter what the world says, no matter what the government says, no matter what our kinfolk say, we have to remain biblical. Amen. Amen. So let's look, to, look with us to Proverbs chapter 3, something real familiar to many of you. And we're just going to do a few verses of this for our, um, our lesson today. Proverbs chapter 3. Now for you folks who are looking, who, if you don't have a devotional, if you don't have a, a program that you use to um, study the word or your personal devotion, we, we recommend that you go through the book of Proverbs. You, you, if there's 31 days in the month, you go read one, you know, for each day. I know February is only, what, 29 this year? All right. But you can read as much as you want anyway. So today's today's February 2nd. And if I was doing this, I'd be reading Proverbs chapter 2 for today and Proverbs chapter 3 tomorrow. Amen. But look, look what it says here. In Proverbs chapter 3, it says, My son, forget not my law. I'm reading from the King James. But let thine heart keep my commandments. In other words, let your heart and let your mind keep his commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Find them about thy neck. Write them on the table of thine heart. So shall thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man, or God and people. So what the writer is saying here, probably Solomon, what he's saying here, he's, is, the Proverbs is written like a father to a son, but for us a father to a child, a father to a grown child. I know that's an oxymoron, right? But we have grown children, and some of us are grown children. Amen. So the father to the son, he says, do not forget the law. In other words, keep the word. Keep the word. Keep what I taught you. Individually, what the father has taught the child, the son, or what your parents have taught you, you want to keep those things. Amen. You want to hold on to that. What you have learned at home, you want to keep, hopefully, Amen. Now, unfortunately, some people learn some bad stuff at home. Okay? All right. But um, we're talking about the good stuff. We're talking about the word, the instructions, the, the wise instructions that a parent gives a child. And in this case, we're talking about the Bible. All right? So keep the Bible. Keep it. Keep the law. Keep the word of God. 
understand it. Get, it says there's a benefit to that. You know what the benefit is? Long life. Folk who obey the word of God tend to live longer. Right? Because here's what happens. When you obey the word and when you honor your parents and when you do the things that's right, it keeps you out of trouble. It keeps you out of trouble. Like the commandment that says, Honor thy father and thy mother that their days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God gives you. Right? Those who don't honor their father and mother and live in obedience to them, especially while they're young, stuff happens. You know, and, and, and you know, parents, as parents, sometimes we are ridiculous. We are, we are perceived to be ridiculous sometimes. Yeah, we are. We're perceived that way, and we say stuff, and the, and the, and the, the son, the daughter that's smarter than you says, come on, that's ridiculous. They may not say it out loud to certain people, but they say it in their mind. Like, you know, like the, like the thing I like to say is um, nothing good happens late at night. But, but grown folk, grown folk are grown, and they get to make their own decisions about how late they stay out and stuff like that. But um, I do believe nothing good happens that late at night unless it's New Year's Eve. Bring yourself in. But, but if you're an adult, you're on your own. You're on your own, you make your own decision, right? And so for a father to continue to say stuff like that to his adult son, his adult daughter, is um, a little ridiculous, all right? And so as parents, sometimes we have to back off a little bit, even though what you say is right. You need to back off. Amen. Sometimes we have to stop nagging. I think I've gone a different way already. You know, um, you know so, sometimes we have to step back and watch what happens. You know, because you gave instruction all their life, and now you need to leave them alone sometime. Sometimes you got to just leave them alone and let them make those good decisions on their own. But in, when it comes to the word of God, the word of God is always right. Amen? In our, our situation, what we need to do is understand what the Bible says. Understand what the Bible says. Okay? And the benefit, we say again, is peace. Who wants peace? Who, everybody wants peace of mind. Jesus said, my peace I leave with you. He has peace with God, has peace with you. You realize that, you believers? You are at peace with God. Amen. Because you are a follower of Jesus Christ, you believe on the Lord Jesus and the Father honors that, and you are not at odds with him. You are not enemies. You are not troublemakers to God, right? You're not a nuisance to him. You are at peace with him. He's at peace with you. When the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 53, it pleased the Lord to bruise him, right? In other words, it appeased God. To bruise his son, for Christ to go to the suffer the things he did and go to the cross, it appeased the anger of God. It appeased the judgment of God, the condemnation for those who are out of the way. It appeased him, right? And so you who are believers, he's not angry with you. Not mad at you. Okay? Okay? The living God and you are at peace. You need to realize that. He's at peace with you. And God forbid, when you mess up and you, you do something wrong, you know, you can always go back there. You go boldly to the throne of grace, 
and you receive forgiveness of sin because Jesus has already paid for it. If you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. You don't have to live in fear. You just go back to the Father in prayer and to the people you offended sometimes too. You go back to the Father in prayer and, and ask for forgiveness and receive it. Now, of course, there's always consequences for our bad behavior. Amen? You know, there's stuff that we're going to suffer a little bit. And there's some, and he says, don't despise it. In this chapter, it says, don't despise the, the discipline of the Lord, because those whom he loves, he disciplines. I don't know why I do this. Forgive my hand motion. I'm not suggesting that everybody gets a whooping. Right? That's just how I grew up. You know, Angelina did not tolerate certain things, and I was disciplined a lot. And I'm her baby. Anyhow, so what, what, we got, what we have here is that we, we want to keep the word, keep the word, understand the word, read it, meditate on it, understand it, live it out, do what it says, have the word in you. The writer here is saying, put that law inside you. It's not just a book you carry around with you, but you want to ingest it. You want to make it part of you. You want to have it in your thoughts, you know? You know, if you read the word, you'll think on it. All right? And when the challenges come, when the temptation come, and when folk provoke you, that word will be there for you, inside you, to help you make a good decision. Amen? Verse 3 says, let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them on the table of thine heart. It's the same thing over and over again. Get that word inside. The mercy and truth is the word of God. Right? Mercy and truth. Amen? And so you need that. The, the word of God will help you be merciful. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. We should be a, a compassionate, merciful people. Amen? We should exhibit that. We should exhibit the mercy that we received. Amen? Or the mercy that we desire. We need to be a forgiving folk. Amen? Oh, but pastor, you don't know what they did. You, I don't know, pastor. You, you don't know what they... I understand I don't know. And I don't understand what you experience. I understand that I don't understand. However, I'm just saying what the Bible says. And Jesus will help you get through that situation where there's a lack of forgiveness where you're holding a grudge, where you've been so offended and so hurt that it just stays with you all the time, the Lord will help you get through that. Jesus is your help. We are not commanded to do anything that he does not help us to do. Are you hearing what I'm saying? All right. Now, we need help. Jesus is our help. And, and sometimes uh, it, it appears that he doesn't work fast enough for us, but he does work. He does work. He will get you through the situation. He will heal you of the hurt and the pain. You know, and then you know what the Bible says about that? It says, confess your faults one to another. Pray for one another that you might be healed. Right? So if I have faults, I need to confess it and have somebody pray with me. That also includes my hurts and my grief 
and my regrets, right? And the offenses, the things that I feel. Those, it also includes that. Amen? We need to open up and talk these things out and even have someone pray with us and let the Lord do the work. There are some things God wants us to help each other do. That's why we are the family of God, we're the body of Christ, and we are the fellowship. Amen? So he'll help us, but we have to be, we, we at least want to be merciful. If you have a mind to do it, the Lord will help you get it done. Commit your thoughts to the, commit your works to the Lord, and your thoughts will be established. Look what it says. So shall, if you, if, remember, if you take this word in and you determine, if you determine to live by it. It says, verse 4, so shall the, you find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man, in the sight of God and people. You want favor and good understanding. Amen. You want to be, you want to be understood. Amen. And you want to seek to understand other people. Especially those folks you disagree with. If you try to understand them, why do they feel that way? Why do they believe this? What happened to cause them to go in this direction? You know, you, you can't, you, now I'm not saying you understand everything, but you want to try. You want to try to get an idea. And, and, and to help you do that, you know what you got to do? You have to listen. You got to let some people talk. I know some talk is on your nerves. Some talk is annoying. And some talk just ain't right. Forgive my um, ain't, right? But you have to let people talk. You got to give people room to express themselves because you want to have your chance too, right? See, this is, this is a fault of mine. I'm not good at this. I'm not good at debate and argue. I'm just not good at it, right? Because I'm not, I'm not quick enough. Some people are so smart and so quick that before you finish the sentence, they got to an answer for you. And they got to rebuttal, all right? Which actually means they're probably not listening. But I am a good listener. I'm just slow in my uptake and response, right? So, so when it comes to debate and arguing and, and going over stuff, right, um, I, you got to give me a moment. Be polite. Give me a moment so I can rebuttal, so I can talk back to you. Amen. But I need to understand what's going on, right? And we, as much as we want to be understood, we should try to understand people. And we want, good, we want favor. You know what favor is? Favor is a favor. Favor is something that happens for good to you that you did not ask for or, or you did not earn. It's a, a favor. Can you do me a favor, brother? Can you help me out? Can, I, I need a favor right now, you know. And so you ask for a favor. It, it's not a one thing that you have to pay back. It's a favor. It's not a loan, okay? It's not a thing, a favor where uh, you, I'll do you a favor, you got to do me one later on. You know, it's not that kind of thing. It's not, it's not the, the, um, my, my favorite movie. The guy says, one of these days. And that day may never come. I'm going to ask you a service, and you're going to do it. It's not like that. That's not a favor. That's an obligation. I'm, you're going to do this for me, I'm going to have to pay you back. 
even though I may, that they may never come. Right? It's different. And favor, um, favor is also being favored. You have the favor. You have the favor of God. You know why? Because you're His child. You're His son. You're His daughter. He is. The Bible says God has no respected person. But I like to think that He has a bias towards us. You know. He doesn't have respect to person, you know, whatsoever man so what shall he also reap, stuff like that. But but he, he's looking out, he's looking, his his ear is tilted towards you. To hear your prayer. His eyes are upon you to see what you need, to see how you're doing. Right? That that you have that already. And since you have that with him, if you if you conduct yourselves a certain way, you'll get that with other people. Amen? You'll get that with folks. In the sight of God and people. All right, let's go down a little further. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. If you have the word in you and you trust the word, you got to believe the word. Amen? The word has to be mixed with faith to be effective for you. Amen? Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to your own understanding. On all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. He will help you make the good decision. If we trust him. If we trust him. Remember we talked about Jesus? What Jesus was impressed with was the faith of people. Amen? The woman that had the issue of blood, and she just touched the part of his hem of his garment. And he says, somebody touched me. I felt it. The virtue went out of me. And the disciple says, come on, man. All these people around you, everybody's touching you. But somebody touched them with faith. And he told her that your faith has made you whole. The, the, the centurion um, who had a servant who was sick, and they sent the elders to tell Jesus about it. And he says, no problem, come to the house. Then he sent another message back to him. You got to read it. He says, don't come to my house. Oh, don't come here. I'm not worthy that you should come to my house. But I am a man under authority. I tell one person to go, he goes. I tell another to stay, he stays. And he understood that Jesus had authority. If you just speak the word. My servant will be healed. Jesus was impressed with that man's faith. Even the father that had the son that with the possession and kept throwing himself in the water and the fire, you know. Uh, and Jesus said, how long he'd been doing this since he was a child. And they, he talked, and they talked about it. And he says, Lord, I believe. Jesus said, if everything's possible if you believe. He says, I believe, but help my unbelief. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He wants us to trust him. He wants us to believe in him. He wants us to dare to go to him with our stuff. Here's what I've learned as a pastor. People talked about three or four people before they come to me. It's true. Yeah, they talked to a bunch of folk. Well, I won't say a whole bunch. But they, they, find, they talk to a couple of folks before they come to me about it. Amen like a last resort kind of thing. This is not everybody now, children, people of God. This is not everybody, but in general. Amen? We need to go to God at least. At least go to God in prayer. Right? While I'm figuring out who to go to to talk about it, I need to talk to Jesus. I said, Lord, this is my situation. I know you know my situation, but let me talk it out. And this is the thing that's bothering me, or this is what I need, or this is the hurt. 
This is the pain. This is what I'm thinking. This is how I feel. I think I want to do this. What do you think I should do? You know, because what we do, we like to make plans and then want the Lord to rubber stamp it. Good job. Yeah, we'll go with that one. When I need to go to him to direct my path, to make my plan, I have an idea what I want. And I believe this is the right thing to do. But I need to go to him just in case I'm mistaken. How many of you know we're not always right? Amen. 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 That's why it says, <laughs> um, in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he'll direct your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Some of us are smarter than the average bear. We think we're so smart. We think we got it going on so good that, that we can't be told. Even the songwriter said, can nobody tell me nothing? You know. <laughs> Right? Y'all know what I'm saying. We are so smart that we are not smart at all. Amen? Don't, don't, get your education. Yes, get your education and get your book learning and your street smarts and put all that stuff together. And the Bible says, lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will direct your path. So take all your brain power and all your experience and all your education and all the wisdom that you think you have, and all that stuff, and still acknowledge God with it. Amen. The wisest man in the world was asked of God, what do you want? He, said, he asked Solomon, what do you want? And Solomon says, I'm just a kid. I'm paraphrasing. I don't even know how to come in and go out. And how can, I, how can I lead this people, your people? How can I go before your people? I don't even know what I'm doing here. And he asked for understanding. And the Lord said, because you did not ask for long life, and you did not ask me to kill your enemies, and you did not ask for riches and stuff like that, I'm going to give all that stuff to you, along with wisdom. Right? And Solomon had all that wisdom, and all that great wisdom of Solomon that he had and the peace of his reign, everything, and all that wisdom. You know what he did with all that wisdom? He took hundreds of wives and hundreds of concubines, and they weren't all saved. Okay? And they turned his heart temporarily, temporarily, they turned his heart away from God. All that wisdom and smarts and stuff, and he backslid. Right? He came back. But he turned his heart away from God. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, he will direct the path. It's just a matter of, Lord, well, Lord what do you think? And look, and he, look to hear an answer from God. It may not always be audible in maybe some kind of way. Right? But give God an opportunity to, um, to direct you. Okay? Because you're making big decisions. You know, you, you're going for jobs, you, 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 folks are courting, folks are buying homes, folks are making big decisions, right? Life decisions, you've got medical decisions to make and things like that. Give the Lord an opportunity to talk to you about it and show you some stuff. Be not wise in your own eyes. Don't be a wise guy. Fear the Lord, that's reverence. Depart from evil. 
It will be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. In other words, you're going to be healthy. Long life again, all right? Don't be a wise guy. Oh, here's one I love. Honor the Lord with thy substance. And the first fruit of all thine increase, so shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and your presses shall break forth, break out with new wine. Now, none of you folks have a wine press. I understand that. But it's figurative language saying that your needs will be supplied. I don't think any of you here have a barn either. All right? But you want that garage to be full, don't you? I don't know. You want your supplies. The Lord says, if the, it says here, if you honor the Lord God with your money and your possessions and your finances, he'll bless you for it. He'll honor you back. He'll take care of you. All right? My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loves, he corrects, even as the father, the son, in whom he delights. Amen. If you love your child, you correct your child. If you love your child, you discipline your child, right? And even when you're not children anymore, discipline is still appropriate. Amen? Amen. The Lord loves us. He corrects us. See, that's why you don't have to worry about folks getting away with stuff. You claim to be a Christian. You behave in this way. The Lord got them. That's the Lord's son. That's the Lord's daughter. He'll correct them. He'll apply the appropriate discipline for the action for that young man or that young woman or that old man, that old woman or that child to get back in line, to get back into fellowship because correction is all about restoring the fellowship. Remember we talked about this before, right? Because when you get out of fellowship, when you misbehave, when I misbehave in front and, and, and my parents are disappointed with me, right, the fellowship is a little fractured. Right? I'm still the son. Right? I'm still the baby boy. But we're not getting along right now. Right? And so the discipline helps us to get along. Yeah. And the discipline leads to forgiveness, too. At least it's supposed to. Don't be that parent that holds a grudge forever, y'all. Love your son, love your child, discipline your child, forgive your child, and restore the fellowship. Amen. amen. Try to get over it. Here's where you say amen. amen. Try to get over it. Don't stay mad. Don't stay angry, rather. Okay? All right, I understand. It's easier said than done. Right, right? Sure it is. But you were a child once. And you were disciplined. Hopefully you were. You know, um, yeah, I could look around the room. All y'all received discipline. We could go around the room and testify about what, what the mamas did and what the daddies did and the grandnannies and the nannies and the, and the grandparents and folk like that and how they done. Folk know about switches and paddles and stuff like that. And you think they was just being mean and getting revenge on you. I think they were just trying to keep you out of trouble. Anyhow, don't despise. Don't be mad at the correction. God corrects them. Oh, my goodness. We're not going to go through the whole proverb today. We're not going to do that. But I have to read this next one. Happy is the man that finds wisdom and the man that gets understanding. For the merchandise is better than the merchandise of silver and the gain thereof than fine gold. 
She is more precious than rubies, and all the things thou canst desire are not to be compared with her. In other words, the word of God is telling us that wisdom and understanding is better than riches. <laughs> now somebody said, but pastor, I want those riches. And I understand that. And I feel you. You know, I want to be a little more rich myself. Or rich, I want to experience what that is. Okay? Uh-huh. You know, that's why, that's why church folk are playing lotteries and things like that. You're just making donations to the state, y'all. Because the Lord knows that if you hit the millions and the millions, it would ruin you. God knows that. You won't be the same. You lose your mind. And we probably lose your mind with you. I dare you. And see if Pastor won't be handing out his hand out too. It'll mess us all up. No, if I hold my hand, I'm talking about the tithe. Y'all know what I'm saying. 10%, give to the Lord, take it off the top. Uncle Sam's going to take 50%, give the Lord 10%. You still have 40% left. Anyhow, don't do it. Don't do it, Lord. Don't, don't, don't do that with your finances. Don't, don't, it's, it's not good stewardship. Amen? Oh, by the way, you folks, you're not betting on the Super Bowl. No, you're not, because that's not good stewardship either. Amen? We're the people of God. We don't do stuff like that. All right? And don't worry. In August and September, I'll be talking about those football pools you like to fool around with. That's not good stewardship either. Uh-huh. Fantasy football, you're gambling. That's poor stewardship. And I know those folks like to do it just for the fun of it, just for the bragging rights. Yeah, right. You want to brag about how much money you made. That's not good stewardship. Amen? Um, you, need to, you need to get some wisdom and understanding. It's better than that stuff. All right? It's more precious. Okay? And we're going to pause here because um, uh, we're not going to do the whole, we're not going to read you the whole thing. But I'm just going to skip down to one part. I'm going to skip down to verse 30. And 31, it says, Strive not with a man without a cause, if he hath done thee no harm. In other words, don't mess with people. The face and paraphrase says, Leave folk alone. You know, why are you striving? I mean, don't start a fight. Don't do that. Okay? Envy not, 31, envy not the oppressor and choose none of his ways. For the forward, the word forward also means perverse, is an abomination to the Lord, but his secret is with the righteous. All right? So in other words, the Lord says, don't be jealous of these folk that do wrong and appear to prosper. David said, my foot almost slipped when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. And y'all know how that feels. You see people cheating and being promoted, right? I'm already jealous that you promoted and I'm not. I have to work with that on my own, right? I already got an issue that I need to repent of. And you cheated to get there too? Uh 
I'm not just you. I'm mad. The Bible says don't do that. Don't be envious of those people. Don't desire to be like them and don't use their methods. You are a Christian man, woman, child. You have to do things the biblical way. And it appears to take longer. It does appear to take longer, right? And it does not appear to be fair. But the Lord has it. He has your secret. But his secret, your secret is with the Lord. The Lord has something for you. See, the thing is, God has stuff laid up for us that we don't see yet. And we don't perceive everything the Lord wants us to do. And, the, and um, Jeremiah says, his thoughts towards us are good. He has good thoughts towards you. So you can have expected and so you can have a hope. Right? He has good stuff for you. And we have to hang in there with him. Amen? And now I know somebody says God takes too long. You know? But, but we have to hang in there with him. We have to hang in there with them, and we're better off. We're better off. We're better off with a little bit, with peace and tranquility, than to have a whole feast and um, riotous and stuff like that. Okay, that's, that's somewhere else in Proverbs. Okay, so here's what we're saying: We're saying that we got to do things the Bible way. All right, the Bible way um, is not the easy way. The Bible way is not always smooth as we want it to be, all right? And, and, and we have to do it by faith. We have to see our future or perceive that in the future this good thing is going to happen for me. We can't be jealous of people, and we can't do their ways. We can't change our behavior and act like the world acts and expect to get over it. Well, I need to get this promotion, and I'm going to kiss up to this individual so that I can get the promotion. You don't have to do that. Just be yourself, honor the Lord, honor people, and see what the Lord does for you. Because, right. see, here's the thing. We don't know what people think of us sometimes unless they tell us. And you could be in favorable, you could have favorable um, appearance. Or not, that's not how I want to say it. You could have favor with people that you don't even realize you have favor with. And there are folks who could be admiring you and desiring you, and you just don't know it yet. And you might think the big boss don't even know who you are. But the little boss talks about you to the big boss, if you have one of those in your life. Okay? So, so just be yourself. Conduct yourself wisely. Stay out of trouble. Treat people fairly. Be gracious. Be merciful. Don't tolerate mess. Amen. So you got to say no. Sometimes you just got to say no. And say, look, no, 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 no. We're not doing that. Right? You, you, may, have to, you may have to be that one that says, hey, um, sir, ma'am, I'm not going to lie for you. Because I don't lie to you. All right? Get somebody else to say that. No, don't, don't tell them what to do. Just say, I'm not going to do it. Don't tell them to get somebody else. <laughs> don't tell them to get somebody else to do it. Just say, I can't do it. Right? I'm not the one. I don't lie to you, and I don't lie for you. All right? And they'll know what to do. They'll know how to respond. They'll, they'll have a little attitude with you temporarily. But in the long run, you did good. 
All right? And God forbid, if that leads to some repercussions, that's why they have labor relations and HR and folk like that. Anyhow, I think that's enough for right now. We can do the whole proverb, um, but in general, do what the Bible says. Find out what it says, understand what it says, practice what it says, and we'll be a wise bunch of folk. Not wise guys, but wise people. Amen? Come on, let's stand together. Again, there's a benefit to obeying God. It's better than all the other benefits that we try to do. All right? You know we need help, right? Pastor doing all this talking as if it's just something, it just comes automatically. No, you need help. We need help. Lord, help me. Help me to obey you. Give me a desire for your word. Teach me to pray. Help me, Lord, to get my emotions under control. Help me to have impulse control. You know what I'm saying. All right? The Lord, what, Lord is our helper. And anything he tells us in the word, he helps us to do it. Amen? And help, and help yourself by making decisions before the question comes up. Before the temptation comes up. Before the provoker shows up. Try to make decisions before that happens. And the Lord will help you through it. And it's okay to say, um, let me get back to you, to some people. Okay? It's okay to say, I don't have an answer now. Sometimes you don't. And it's all right to say, I really don't know. Now, if you know and say, I don't know, you're lying. But if you don't want to give an answer, you say, let me get back to you. Because sometimes you need to form the words right. All right? And, and sometimes, see, that's why you have to keep the word in your heart, because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if the word is in there, that you'll speak the word, or you'll speak something good. But if you've got some other stuff stirring up in your head, and the provoker come, and somebody come and mess with you, or you get asked the right question, right? And, and it's up in here. It may fall out your mouth. You don't want that to happen. So it's better to say, um, let me get back to you. Okay? Because, you know, Satan is messing with you. <laughs> he wants to make you look. He can't take the salvation. He can't, he can't keep you out of heaven, but he sure can try to make you look bad. Amen? Amen? And he'll use what he has at his disposal. And one of the things he has at his disposal is your own flesh. So you have to control your flesh. I'm talking about your, your instincts and your desires and your lusts and your impulses. You have to control that. You have to put that stuff in control. Because people who, don't, who cannot control those things, they get diagnosed with stuff. 
you know? Those who have access to help get diagnosed. The others, we just call them names. Yeah, we do. By the way, no name calling either, y'all. That's bad. That's, ba that's bad. That's not good. No name calling, please. And don't use the word stupid and idiot and things like that. Don't even say that's a dumb idea. Don't say it like that. Just say you disagree. Or say that, that won't work. I know. I don't have you standing up here. Listen, if you desire prayer, we want to pray with you. Amen. We all need prayer. We want to pray with you. If you're, if you're not saved today, if you're not sure that you're saved, we want to pray with you too. Right? If there's any sickness in your body, any ailments, even if it's not physical, if you have any ailments and stuff and you desire prayer, if there's something we have a name and you need to pray about it, even if you say, I have a prayer request, but I can't tell you what it is, the Lord knows what it is. And we trust you. All right? Because you're not praying that somebody get hit by a truck. You're not praying like that. Amen? Because we don't do that kind of thing. Amen? And we, we trust you, and the Lord knows what your re request is. So if you desire prayer, come. Let us pray with you. Let the ministers pray with you.